Welcome back to Out of the Bubble. My name is Rachel Peru, and you are now joining the fourth series of Out of the Bubble podcast. I can't believe in the last two years I've interviewed over 40 women, and I now have another jam-packed lineup full of inspiring women, all with a story to tell. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Bubble. I hope you've all had a great week and are ready for another dose of inspiration. This week, we have Lucy McCarraher. Lucy is a published author and now helps other women get their story out in published books with Rethink Press and be able to kind of champion women who have got expertise that need to share their story. She, her attitude towards life and career changes and reinvention is quite inspiring and with a long list of different directions that she has just gone with the flow and you never know where it leads to. So I hope you find lots of motivation and inspiration in this week's story. I'd also like to mention before we get started, things that have been going on behind the scenes without the bubble this month. So I have finally got around to getting out my Patreon site. It's something that I've really wanted to do for quite a long time. And I'm as guilty as everybody else about learning to own their story and put their head above the parapet. I love producing Out of the Bubble podcasts. I really enjoy it and I love making all these connections and sharing these inspiring stories. For the price of a coffee, for once a month, you could provide some extra support for Out of the Bubble to be able to grow even further, reach more women and share all these fantastic ladies' stories. So if you'd like to become a patron, then please go check out the website and I will leave the show notes at the end of this podcast. Sit back, grab a copy and enjoy. So good morning, Lucy. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Rachel. It's lovely to be here. So as I said in my introduction, we have got so much to talk about this morning because you've had such an interesting career and really quite varied. But how do you describe yourself to people now? I describe myself now as an author, a publisher and a mentor, uh, a mentor of um, book writing. So that sort of sums it up. (laughs) That's the quick version. And you have, um, you've not always been in the... um, of author arena have you it's but you have always had that passion for for writing but where did it all begin well I suppose it all began when I was a child and I don't really know why I suppose both my parents wrote books but not kind of I mean kind of non-fiction books and I always wanted actually to be a novelist that was my kind of childhood ambition I sort of saw myself being I don't know Jane Austen or um, one of the Brontes (laughs) sitting in the country writing writing novels but um, that, that didn't happen at all for a very long time but I did start in publishing um I went to Australia um with my first husband and um because he was taking up a university lectureship there and we started uh, we were very into theatre at the time and we started a monthly theatre magazine which was kind of a mad thing to do but we managed to run it for um the eight years that we lived there and so that was actually an incredibly good grounding in publishing because it was it was such a long time ago uh that it was before um anything was online everything was you know sort of physical we had you know sheets to proof and um it was all but it was it was very very useful grounding and it also gave me a um a position an expertise that I actually didn't have at all to begin with in terms of Australian theatre and led to me to become a TV presenter have my own TV show on um, arts and entertainment and um, be a a journalist for other um, papers journals magazines and things too so it's very interesting how you know something that um, 
is starts out small develops into all sorts of other op opportunities basically yeah you see that's what i love about this story is the fact that you know you were just open to to different opportunities that come along and i think that's one of the things that i try and encourage women through the out of the bubble is to just embrace change and to say yes to things because you just don't know where it's going to lead to no exactly and i suppose i mean on the downside i've never had a career path i've never had really specific goals other than wanting to be an author um but on the other side of that i've been open to everything that's come up and my tendency has been to say yes to things even if i did had no clue how to do them i just thought yeah i'd like to do that i'll, I'll learn it as i go and generally that's worked out pretty well so during that, that period of time when you were doing the magazine and you were doing presenting uh, there must have been times when you really struggled to kind of overcome some of those hurdles of imposter syndrome and how did you kind of keep pushing yourself forward um well i i suppose you know a lot of a lot of um it is just the the need to go on and just not to be able to not do something um when you know when when you're there and you put yourself in that position um i mean i remember one time when i was um doing an interview of a, a, a quite famous australian actor and it was i think it was the first interview i'd done for the tv show and the camera crew didn't turn up and it was just the most terrifying thing i mean i didn't know him i it was it was i mean luckily they did turn up in the end but by the time they got there i was a sort of gibbering mess basically not knowing what to do um and and, and you know I, I should think the interview was pretty awful but i did do it but i was i was literally ill with stress for a couple of days after that it was it was uh it was hard so it yeah it's just a question of of pushing on through and then you know the next time i felt more confident and um yeah and that's the way it goes really so when you came back from australia had you come back with a plan to what you know because obviously you set up a life in australia and then you come back it's almost like having to start again yes, so, so what came next well what i mean again that was that was really an open book because um we came back because my father was ill um and also i was pregnant with our second child at that stage so um we just sort of uh, kind of for family reasons had to be back and we had nothing to come back to so it was a question of setting up uh setting up a whole new sort of life really um and we started uh a business making what we then called video books um, which literally had not been done before they were things like we did i mean it, this took a couple of years to set up and it was a kind of financially terrifying process um but we set, we, we we made a series of what we called as i say video books which were um recipes with prue leaf um gardening with alan titchmarsh we did how to buy a used car with eric idle um a whole series of sort of factual di you know how to diy um videos which had literally never been done before that was the kind of you know again as i say so long ago um that that, that hadn't been done and we also i don't think i've told you this before rachel we also um did a video series called the lover's guide which was sex education for adults and extremely explicit um but it was an absolute absolute bestseller in the kind of i think this was the late 90s um and it got uh, it actually got um bbfc the british board of film classification um I don't know what I can't remember what classification it was, but no other explicit sex um, 
um, videos had ever got that before because this was genuinely educational. So that, that was an Brilliant. interesting series of video books to make. I love the fact that you push so many different boundaries. I love the fact that you've done so many different, you've tackled things head on. I think it's fantastic. Yes, well, it was, it, as I say, it was all kind of, you know, just kind of like ideas that came out of other ideas and developed, you know, sort of making contacts and, and doing things in a fairly unplanned sort of way, but just um, taking things as they as they came. So after the video books, what came next? Um, after the video books, that was also kind of the end of my first marriage. And I, so I stepped away from the video making and the company um, and I again <laughs> accidentally fell into something that was then, um, well, became known, uh, and you know, we know it so well today, called work life balance, but there literally was no name for it then, or not mm -hmm. a fixed name. So there, it, was, um, it was called things like family friendly working, um, and uh, it was kind of all kind of um, uh, around mothers mostly at the point. And then it became a sort of, yeah, as I say, family friendly working. And it had all sorts of other weird names like time sovereignty and things. But eventually it started being called work life balance. And this happened because I went to work as a promotions um, kind of PR person for a couple of um, voluntary organizations around parenting. And they were very kind of, um, you know, they were really pushing that kind of flexible working um, at the time. And so funnily enough, that was where I ended up getting my first um, publishing contract because I was doing a lot of um, research with all sorts of different companies and businesses and government departments and organizations. Um, and a publisher approached me to uh, to write a book on uh, work-life balance in fact two books one for sort of personal um uh, use which was called the book of balanced living and another one for corporates that was the work-life manual and how companies and businesses could actually make be um, be better organized make more money um, retain people recruit people if they had flexible working and weirdly, um, although, you know, I've been pushing this for at least 20 years, it's now because of the pandemic be, become something that everybody is saying, oh, that's a good idea. That yeah. could work. Yeah, you need to get your books back, back out there, don't you, to remind people. But isn't it, I mean, doesn't that say a lot that it's taken that long to actually get yes. it out there in the mainstream conversation and, and see how it is, A, it's workable solution. For, exactly. for everybody's yeah. better well-being and the fact that yeah. it's just been kind of so hard to drag it into the 21st century hasn't it yes it's, it's to do with that kind of managerial mindset when you where you know managers and you know right down from the top from ceos down feel they have to be in charge of people and seeing people and making sure that they are in the office it's a you know and that kind of controlling way which doesn't make people on the whole feel happy or productive or want to often want to stay with um organizations and it's 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 very strange that you know although I ran lots of pilots in all sorts of organizations in different teams and every time the results showed that you know you would the the the, the business would get more out of their employees as well as their employees having a much better time it still didn't kind of you know really get through into the general um understanding yeah do you think it is quite a that's quite a, a male attitude as well isn't it 
yeah. that, that they yeah. want that control and they, they find it difficult to see outside the box of, of how else it could be. Yeah, I, I think it, I think there is certainly, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, all men were like that or no. all women are not, but yes, on the whole, I think, it, it, you know, that work has been set up in that sort of way for so long um that it is a kind of i think it is a kind of male control thing and not not understanding that you know it's about the outcomes it doesn't matter if you do your work at four o'clock in the morning as long as what you produce is yeah. is what's needed and you know there's enough of it and it's you know it's what what um what you've agreed to do yeah are your books still available can you buy them are they still put <laughs> <Not. laughs> you can get i think they are on amazon i think you can get secondhand copies but they're not actually in, in print from the publisher anymore no. right. <laughs> and they probably need rewriting so i'm not going to really buy them they're quite old now <laughs> so uh, so how long did you stay there so i guess i was doing that for probably around 10 years maybe um uh yeah it's sort of kind of yes I, I was probably probably the best part of a decade was kind mm -hmm. of you know I was specializing in work-life balance and and working for you know really interesting organizations like Virgin and Microsoft um, and, and some of the big banks like um, HSBC and Lloyd's and, and then mm -hmm. government departments and and um, sort of city councils but also with very small businesses as well because the um the eu uh, was giving out grants for um work-life balance so mm. i got to do pilots with you know a lot of small organizations as as well and it was interesting that the basic tenets of what we were saying um held for any size organization if you worked in teams um and got yeah. people to get got everybody involved and um you know seeing people as individuals everybody with their own needs not just about parents and parenting it's about everybody having mm. their own um you know needs outside work and being able to fit work around those and and find finding a comfortable way to do it it'll be really interesting to see what happens now after the pandemic when it does kind of life does get back to, to some kind of normality next year whether this carries forward and they really you know they push for for change it'll be missing it'll be an interesting time won't it yeah indeed whether it all falls back into the same yeah. old same old or whether actually we've moved on now yes yeah so talking of moving on now that's the next the next phase <laughs> so you obviously love doing that that job so you then embrace change and move to do something completely different again i did well it kind of um where i am now is in publishing but what it um publishing and writing and, and, and business books particularly but what actually got me into that was 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 fiction uh, because um having published um ha having had a book published a non-fiction book published it suddenly made me think actually I could I can write books I could do this and I and it also um, gave me a chance I mean just having a book published that, that presents you positions you as an expert in your field means that you you get more work and you get better paid uh, for that work um, and so I had a kind of uh, I was able to kind of take a little um, time and think about you know can I write a could I write a novel what would I write about and um, I had actually at that point recently also ad adopted um, a little girl, uh, my daughter from Russia, from a Russian oh, children's home. Oh, lovely. Which was, well, uh, yeah, I've got 
two of them now well they're, they're sort of grown up now <laughs> but um but yes it was an extraordinary process and i thought there's you know there's something in there i am somebody who's in the rare and rather lucky position of having two birth children from my first marriage and actually two um two adopted children and for most people it's one or the other but mm. actually i thought it was you know this is a really interesting comparison um and something to talk about so i came up with this idea of writing a novel called blood and water as in which is thicker mm. and um and and i thought okay i'm going to be really creative here i'm just going to write this i'm not going to be told what to write i'm just gonna which i had rather been with the work-life balance book i'm just going to pour everything out and get in the flow and you know write this book write a novel and see what happens and i i did and i really loved doing it it was such fun um and i and i i just really enjoyed the writing process and when I'd written a first draft, I thought, oh, yeah, this is great. I'll send this. I sent it off to an agent I knew, a writer's agent. And within a couple of weeks, she had got back to me. And I opened the letter thinking, oh, this is it. And she, she said, dear Lucy, thank you for sending me your manuscript. It's both boring and unbelievable. So I was like, oh, no, really? This is my life. How can it be unbelievable? But she made the extremely good and um, salutary point to me that actually it had no structure. Um, and it didn't. And life isn't and life is not what you expect from fiction it's no good just sort of saying and then and then and then and then you know this mm. happened and that happened you actually fiction is something you write with a structure so i um so i went back and thought about it and was kind of i did kind of whine about it to her a bit first but um and i thought yeah she of course she's absolutely right so i I went back and I actually created a really complicated structure with characters and plots and subplots and sort of based on the same idea, but with a very different um, 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 plan to the whole thing. Mm. Um, and I wrote a couple of chapters and I showed it to a few people who said, yeah, actually, this is quite good. Um, and then I just left it and went back to doing work life balance work. And then a couple of years later, I think it was Richard and Judy started their book club. Yeah. And they started it with a novel competition. And they were just asking anybody to send in a summary and a first chapter of a novel and they would publish the, the best one um and a few people said to me oh go on send yours in and i thought oh no i'm bound to lose I, I, you know I don't, it's not worth the effort and then suddenly I, literally the day before it, the um entries closed i thought yeah okay i might as well so i tidied it up turned the three chapters into one and sent it in heard nothing for absolutely ages and then about six months later, long after the deadline, I got a letter from Macmillan, who were the sponsoring publisher. And they said, um, thanks for, you know, you didn't win. Um, and I thought, no, fine, nice of you to say so. And but they said we've had 47,000 entries. So it's a bit took taken a bit longer than we expected. Um, we've pu we're publishing the winner, but there were also 10 other books that we really would like to publish. And yours was one of them. That's Could amazing. you send the rest to us? <laughs> Which was yeah, really <laughs> amazing. So so uh, but there was no book. That was all I'd written. The two chapters. <laughs> back to them and say um how long would you give me to finish writing my book 
Um, so I actually stopped work for four months and just wrote, wrote this novel, sent it into them and they published it. Um, and that was, you know, just so fantastic. However, I will say I have not turned into JK Rowling. I did write two more books. Um, but um, they, they didn't obviously <laughs> give me much of an income. And then I was going to write a fourth book, which was about women using different kinds of self-help. But then as I was working on that, I decided that I actually needed to write the self-help book and not the <laughs> novel. So I did that with, and I, I found a partner to a writing partner, co-author um, to write that with. And we wrote a self-help book, which was called The Real Secret. And mm. It was published by a small publisher um, called Bookshaker that was run by a guy called Joe Gregory. And it turned out he actually lived quite near me. And we met at a networking event and um, I started then working for him as his commissioning editor. And then we started a new company together called Rethink Press. And uh, Rethink Press is what I do now. Ten years later, um, uh, we have a, it started literally with just the two of us. And we now have a, an international team of 40. Last year, we published 75 business books. And we, um, yeah, it's all kind of um, taken off from there. So this is my latest incarnation. Uh, it's me as a publisher. And I've also written another nine books in the meantime, mostly about writing books. Um, started the Business Book Awards. And so, yeah, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I am and what I do now. And, well, she uh, don't stop, do you, Lucy? <laughs> no, I've, I've, got no <laughs> I've got no plans to stop. <laughs> Well, it's interesting that the, the publishing house that, you, that you're running now, is, you know, because I think lots of people have aspirations of writing a book and, and lots of women find it really quite daunting. And it's quite a daunting arena to, to know where to start. And I think there's a, there's a real feeling of you either go to a big publisher or that you self-publish and there's nothing in between. But you actually fill that gap of the in-between market, don't you? So can you describe a little bit more about how it works? Yes, absolutely. So as you say, there, there are, you know, those are the two extremes. Um, and we, Rethink Press has been um, positioned to help uh, entrepreneurs or business owners or coaches or consultants who want to have a, a good book out there, want to have it published well, um, but uh, have probably a niche market. So they're not likely to get a contract from a traditional publisher who needs to make their money back on sales of books. So we have created a whole system um, that, that produces books that are at least as good, I think, as, you know, traditional published books. Um, and a lot better than most self-published books, although, of course, the odd one is wonderful. Um, but the, the business model is different. So what happens is the author pays for the, uh, the publishing services. So the editing, the cover design um, and, and the interior and the proofreading and the, and the project management of putting their book through the production process, which is actually incredibly time consuming if you are you know running a business and publishing is not your um it's not your area of expertise it's much more complicated than people think um so you you pay for that but the end result is that you get a book that you can use as um as a business card as a lead generator as an authority piece um as something to show the media to get speaking gigs with and so you 
you make the return on your investment in your book, not through, you know, individual one by one retail sales of the book, although we have some, you know, authors who sell really well, but actually through getting clients, through being able to uh, raise your, your fees, um, grow your business using your book as a central um, business um, tool. And have you seen an increase in women coming forward to do this? Because I think women are notoriously bad in business of, of owning their skill set and being that, able to put their hands up and say yeah you know i can do this and this is my this is my speciality but have you seen an increase in women coming forward to want to get their work i out? have seen an increase um but a lot of it is to do with um me kind of well partly at least to do with me pushing that increase because i founded the business book awards to kind of celebrate these kind of authors and publishing um three in 2017 and um, despite setting up a very um, egalitarian, I thought, you know, 50-50 women and men judging panel and, and all the criteria seemed to be very open to me. Um, we got a third, um, a third of the entries were from women and two thirds were from men authors. And then in the first year, every single winner was a white man which was i mean they wrote brilliant books they were great authors nothing against them at all but somehow we had created a system that uh, that rewarded the men and not the women for their work so i set up a, a kind of um a, a, a well i wrote a book about it called a book of one's own and did some research into why women were not writing so many books um and try to persuade a lot more women to write their business, their, write their business books and claim their authority. And I think just by putting the word out that, you know, yes, you could do it. Um, and, you know, it's important to do it and, and it will help your business. And actually, you're absolutely right that women have less confidence in general about putting themselves out there and saying, yes, I'm good at what I do. But actually, the book will do that for you. It's yeah. kind of, you know, it's, it's a way in without you having to go and say, hey, I'm fantastic and sell yourself. The book is, is so good that it just goes out there. All you need to do is, you know, give away a lot of copies of your book and things will immediately start to happen um, and, and boost you and your business. And, you know, you claim your area of expertise. So, so yes, I, I do. I run, I run programs for women to um, get their get, uh, write, plan and write their business books um, and, you know, help them through the process. And we work in groups because that's how women seem to really enjoy and feel supported um, by other women. So, so you, yeah. yeah, you run a Facebook, Facebook group, don't you? I do. Yes. It's called ABU, which is the acronym for a book of one's own. <laughs> um, and yeah, anybody, any, any woman who's interested in writing or indeed reading um, their book or has written their book, um, do come and come and look for it and, um, and, and join us there. It'd be great. Well, I must admit, I've, I've had a look and I've just joined and I think it's, it is that fear of the unknown and stepping out of your own comfort zone, isn't it? To, to, think okay well I'm going to get my story out there and, and use my expertise but I think it's so important that we do get all these you know specialists and women out there using their voices and being heard but what's interesting is I haven't really thought about it from a point of view of how it can really help you marketing as a business because she's like you said you can get speaking events and it kind of lifts your profile I guess doesn't it and I haven't thought about it that way at all Yes, that's that's absolutely what it's about. Um, it's and I think you know the more women that do that and say 
I mean, writing a book is a kind of gender neutral way of, of, of uh, you know, getting yourself out there. There's nothing, uh, you know, sort of that says that only men can do this or only women can do this. And by the way, we've now kind of up to the amount of, of, of um, entries and winners of, uh, by, uh, in the Business Book Awards for women's books. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, no, I mean, that, that is what most of my authors, our authors at Rethink Press, um, and the uh, the authors who I coach through that's that's what I help them to do to really position their books so it's absolutely targeted at their ideal clients that it's there to showcase what they do often their processes or if they have a model that they follow or a framework that they take people through to give a good view of their their interpretation of their industry and what their you know what their thoughts are but also pepper it through with lots of case studies not testimonials from from your clients but case studies that display to everybody what you do for your clients and how your interventions whatever you do um, are really positive and work on the ground um, and that's what really puts you out there as an expert and sells you and also as you say tell your own story through the process of writing your book as well because that's that's what really engages people with you to know that you've been through uh you know ups and downs definitely not just all the successes but you know where you failed where you've had learning journeys as well and that really gets people coming back to you and saying yeah you really understand this don't you i would like to work with you i've read your book and for some people that will be enough yeah. But for your ideal clients, they will be the ones who come back and say, please help me with this. I know I need your I need, I need your input. Yeah. So what's next for you? Are you still writing books? Have you got the, kind of the um, Lucy yes. book that you still want to get out? <laughs> Just, I've just written a new book with my business partner, Joe Gregory, called Book Builder, which is a complete update on the way we take, um, we take authors through the planning and writing process to get their book um, before they come to publishing. So ideally for us at Rethink Press, we really want to work with authors from the very start when their book's just an idea in their head. And then we can take them through getting the book planned out in huge detail because that's the important thing. If you start writing without a plan, um, unlike my career, <laughs> it will all go haywire. Um, but but that's, that's definitely the way to write a book. Um, and then taking them through the writing process, which again is, you know, it's not easy. I would never pretend it's, it's not hard work and doesn't take time. It does. But if you do it with support and with help and with a process, you're much more likely to reach the end of it. So how can people find out more about it? What's the website? Uh, the website is rethinkpress.com. Um, actually, we're just having it updated and the, the new programme isn't, isn't quite out yet and the new book isn't quite out yet, but it will be soon. But please do come and uh, come to rethinkpress.com and, um, and see us there. And um, you, can in, you can email us at info at rethinkpress.com. Um, or you know you can find me on social media and, um, and yes I'll put all your links on your social media platform at the end of this as well thank you so much you are such an interesting lady to talk to because I love the fact that you have had a very fluid attitude to what comes next in life and I uh, I'm sure this is not the end of uh, your journey I'm sure you'll be going on to do lots of different things so I look forward to finding out what comes next, Lucy. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. I've got two last questions to ask you that I ask most of my guests. So what's the best piece of advice you've been given along the way? 
I think that, well, one of the best piece of, pieces of advice that I was given in terms of writing was be kind to your readers, which is an interesting one because actually you need to write a book that's easy to read that's pleasurable to read and not something that's really complicated and so so that's that's a sort of specific piece of advice but but I think the other piece of advice um, well and a piece of advice that I would give to people is 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 just stay open stay you know don't don't get fixated on goals stay open to the possibilities that come to you because it might be much better than anything you ever mm. thought of yourself yeah, that's so true. I love that. And women are notoriously bad at accepting compliments. So I now ask all my guests how what compliment you would give yourself. Oh, you asked me. Yeah, it's a hard <laughs> one. Um, I, th- I think um, the compliment I'd give myself is possibly you're always a bit better than you thought you were going to be. So um, just accept that you're, you're, you know, you're not too bad, actually, you're okay. And um, uh, you, you manage to inspire people to do things that they didn't think they were going to be able to. And that's what makes me happiest. So if I can do that, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Brilliant. That's lovely, Lucy. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to connect with you. And uh, I'll definitely be staying in touch. And I'm really enjoying the book. So thank you so much. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to Lucy's story. I love talking to her. What an inspiring lady. I love her attitude towards change and embracing what's coming ahead without really knowing where you're going and taking that leap of faith. So I think there's a lesson there for all of us, and particularly with her advice of staying open-minded. So that's something that I'm definitely going to take on board after talking to Lucy today. So I will be back next week. Don't forget, if you're enjoying this podcast, then please leave a review. Go over to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review because your words matter. It really does make a difference to the rankings, which means that more women will be able to hear these podcasts. So please take the time to do that. And also don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. I will be back next week, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous. Thank you for listening to this week's Out of the Bubble. And I hope it's left you feeling inspired. I'd love to hear from you. Who inspires you and why? And if you're listening via iTunes, don't forget you can leave feedback. In the meantime, keep being fabulous.